Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It doesn't matter whether you're doing exit one, which is leaving corporate America, or exit six, which is an eight-figure exit from your company, or exit eight, which is leaving an endowed foundation so that the charitable work or the philanthropic work that you want done can continue to go without somebody having to go out and fundraise. We give you the tools that you need. This can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I am doing a solo episode today. Believe it or not, it's been a long time since we've done one of these, and I thought it was important for me to jump in and welcome all the new people who have joined us on this journey as we've transitioned to Focusing completely on founders and their exits over the past few months, I thought, man, let me just come back and introduce myself and talk a little bit about what we're doing here. So thank you for joining us on the Dreamcatchers podcast today. I can't believe how far we've come. I remember back in 2018 when we got started on this thing, we used to do a thing called Tribe Calls. And in Tribe Calls, I would bring one of my friends on and they would talk about an accomplishment or a dream that they caught. Over time, we realized that having to meet at a specific time, date, location was good for community, but it didn't allow us to get maximum reach. And so we decided to transition into a podcast, hence Dreamcatchers. And so we spent the next couple of years learning from people who had caught their dreams, whether it was exiting the matrix that I call corporate America and now exiting their businesses, I believe that it is content that is not really (laughs) delivered in the marketplace. And over the past few months, I've been struggling with this thing that we've called the founder's exit paradox. It feels a whole lot like an existential crisis. You have all of these negative feelings, but it's spurred or spawned out of something positive happening to or for you. And so in the process of me healing and making my way, navigating it, because we had an exit earlier this year from one of our multifamily properties, 
one that I worked really hard on, one that was really difficult during COVID, one that was, I forgot, it was our first deal here in Greensboro, North Carolina. And a part of me left when that deal left. And I was questioning myself. I was wondering what was going on. If you've been following along long enough, you've heard of the six centers of doubt. And the one that got me the most was my self-image. It's like, am I a multifamily investor? Am I a coach? Am I a philanthropist? Am I making a difference? All of those things started to pop up for me. And if you continue to ascend the levels, you go up to level five, which is prosperity. I was questioning whether or not I should spend any of the money. And we did. We did some really cool things. One of the most, no, not one of the most, the best trip that I've ever been on happened this summer. I called it the Western Expedition. And we happened to do it in a Ford Expedition. We started in Greensboro, North Carolina, drove down to Atlanta. From Atlanta, we went to Newman, Georgia, checked out my buddy Greg Washington at his new home with his family. Then we left there and went to Tuskegee, Alabama. And in Tuskegee, Alabama, we visited where the Red Tails hung out and trained for their, com- their contribution in the World Wars. From there, we went to New Orleans. We got to hang out in the swamp boat. We got to hang out on a river boat. We got to go to Cafe Dumont and eat beignets. It was one of the most amazing experiences. We even walked down Bourbon Street for a little bit. From there, we left and we went to Houston, Texas. And in Houston, Texas, we hit NASA. We also hit the Buffalo Soldier Museum. After Houston, we drove over to San Antonio and caught up with Steve and Thess, former neighbors of mine from Chester, Virginia. We had a great dinner with them, rested up for the night, and then made the longest stretch of the journey from San Antonio to Carlsbad, New Mexico, where we walked four miles in the largest cave in North America. Can you believe that? Four miles in a cave? It was one of the most spectacular places I've ever been. And it gave me a place to pause and really go within and start to answer some of the questions that I've been asking myself about who I was and what I was about and what I was going to do next. From there, we drove back across the oil fields and we ended up in El Paso, Texas, where we we stopped for the night because we were breaking up the drive because we didn't want to have to do another really long stretch. The next morning, we rode over to the Alamo and we took pictures there. And then from there, we went up to Phoenix for lunch. And after lunch, we jumped over to Vegas and we were able to catch my daughter's favorite magician, Shen Lin, at the Mirage Resort. We had a suite. She got to sit very close so she could actually see his card tricks without having to look at the screen. And to see the wonder in her eyes just did something special for me. And it's funny because I got to that and I skipped over our stop at the Hoover Dam and letting them see the engineering marvels that are the backbone of our country. I'm proud to be trained as a civil engineer and hold a license, even though I don't practice the calculations and the computations that I used to early in my career. And so coming back, we hung out in the suite. We actually walked the strip, saw some street performers, came back, rested for the night, then up early the next morning for the first helicopter tour. And so we left from the Vegas Strip, flew over the Hoover Dam, and then we landed on the floor of the Grand Canyon and got to see that in a way that most people don't ever get to see it. From there, 
We flew back to Vegas, hopped in the car, and made our trek down to Hollywood. Now, it took me until I was in my 30s, late 30s, to make it to Rodeo Drive. But my kids were able to get there for the first time. And they're 11 and 13, and they had no idea why the street was so important or why people from all over the world come there. And they were criticizing some of the mannequin displays, and they couldn't understand why such things would cost so much. It just was super exciting to see them, to be able to experience that at such a young age. They traveled so well. Everybody got along. Ray was there as a co-pilot the majority of the time. And so the final track was up into the Hollywood Hills, where we got to hang out with my man TJ and see his gorgeous home he calls Humble Manor. I got the opportunity to drive a couple of his supercars a McLaren 765LT, a Lamborghini Aventador SVJ, and look over at some of the most amazing views that I've ever seen from a single person's home in my life. After that, we were able to hop over to Universal Studios and enjoy something that we hadn't seen because we'd only done the Universal Studios here on the East Coast in Florida. And I'll tell you, man, being in the park all day and then running (laughs) through the airport to catch our red eye back to the East Coast, just put a bow on it and just add it to the thrill of what was an amazing trip and just one that was so safe, um, so intimate, and something I hope that they never forget because I know that I won't. And so why does any of that matter? What I've realized is that the people that go on the journey with you are almost more important than the destination that you end up on. A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential but lack the strategy, support, and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. They often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, aka the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success, and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode. And so I've been pondering this question of efficiency over the past few months. And so most people think of efficiency as the ability to get from A to B quickly or to finish a task quickly. And I just wonder if we're rushing through our life because people aren't convenient. I just wonder if we're ignoring some of the experiences that we should have because we're looking to get things done as quickly as possible. I'm not sure that efficiency is the ultimate measure. I do know that it's important, but I'm not sure that it's the ultimate measure. And I just wonder, how do you make a determination between the person who should continue on the journey with you and the person who doesn't? Relationships is level two of the red pill. And it's the piece that I've been evaluating more and more intensely over the past few months. You know, it's part of the founder's exit paradox. When you start questioning your relationships or challenging your relationships on the backside of an exit, one of the things that's going to come up is the sufficient. And what I have learned 
or what I've accepted is probably a better way to describe it, is that efficiency in people aren't an exact science. I think it's more art. And I think you have to consider all things when you're deciding on who's going to continue on the journey with you. Now, if you've been to the Red Pill experience or you've been to one of our extraction experiences, then you've utilized the 2C matrix. And in the 2C matrix, we've got two axes. The vertical axis is the capacity. The horizontal axis is the contribution. And the goal is, with almost every matrix, is to have people who are high capacity and high contribution in your top five, right? The five people you spend the most time with. And I am questioning the model now. I'm questioning whether or not efficiency should be a part of that. And so as we explore that over the next quarter, I just wanted to drop that tidbit in. Look, in my reflection, I realized that we needed to connect what we've been doing with the Red Pill with scholarly research. And so we've put together a white paper that's called Beyond the Exit, a founder's guide to coping, thriving, and leaving a lasting legacy. In this white paper, we give you what the founder's exit paradox is, the coping strategies that you need on the backside of your exit. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing exit one, which is leaving corporate America, or exit six, which is an eight-figure exit from your company, or exit eight, which is leaving an endowed foundation so that the charitable work or the philanthropic work that you want done can continue to go without somebody having to go out and fundraise. We give you the tools that you need. When I was working on the project with Greg Washington, where he was getting ready to march and raise awareness about post-traumatic stress and complicated grief, we noticed that most people never had the tools, they never had the training that was necessary for them to manage, navigate, handle the situation that they were being put in. And so because of the stigma that comes with mental health and what we now call mental fitness, it's super important from our perspective that we as a community of founders make sure that these tools are available for everybody. So hop over to theexitparadox.com and get your copy of Beyond the Exit so you can get access to the tools that you need to help you navigate your next exit. Until the next time, your dreams should be real. We'll talk on the next episode. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.